We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our voicemails. Yep, we got the listeners to call in, and we have some answers on episode 152 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast episode 152 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode has been sponsored by Indeed.com and Bet Online. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How you boys doing on this nice Monday night? After one day we officially recorded our Lions and Bears breakdown. How you boys doing? It's Victory Monday, so woo! Let's go, okay. man. It's still Victory Monday, man. I cannot okay, so mention it's Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday, this, man. Th- this one's on me. I haven't listened to the our post game pod. I usually listen to all our pods. I haven't listened to that. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Oh, did you did you add Victory Screech? La la la. <laughs> of course, man. Of course, that, that has to get in there. <laughs> okay, can we do it? Can we do it right now? The Victory Screech. Yeah, Absolutely, man. Let's just throw All it right, right there right one. now. Victory Screech! So one more right now. Victory Screech! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We know Malcolm's doing all right. Victory Monday. Pierre, how are you doing today? This is Victory Monday. I'm doing well, man. I'm excited uh, to answer these voicemails and probably see more positivity now on these voicemails. So. Shit. 
It's going to go either way. I could see some negativity saying, you know, the tank crowd uh, not being very satisfied with this win. But then at the other way, you're going to see some fans, you know, satisfied and excited, I guess, with their level. But let's hear. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to say this. If you're a part of the tank crowd, you just probably doesn't, you don't, you just don't understand football right now. They're, they're not going to tank, guys. It's not going to happen. Nobody, the NFL, they, they don't tank. Well, what they mean by tank crowd, because I could speak on this, because I know what they mean by it, and I, I don't get mad at wins or losses. No, 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 I, I get what you, because you, I get you want them to lose so you can get the higher pick. I get that. But these guys expect them to lose on purpose. Oh, no. They, they're expecting the team to literally throw these games so they can lose on purpose, and then they could be happy. Like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, like, they feel like, oh, great job, Lions. Now you ruined our draft pick. Like, come on. Like, they're going to compete. We the Lions are going to compete. Yeah, we answered this back in 2018. It was after the Lions-Packers game, and the Lions spanked the Packers like 31-0 at Lambeau, and that was a very big game, part of the tank, obviously, for them to get a top pick. It ended up being, you know, from we were supposed to be a top five pick and ended up being the number eight pick just after winning that game. So a lot of people were frustrated with that win. We said this after the game, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it next year and in the year after that, and whenever it's relevant, because it's always going to be relevant. Tanking is just not realistic. It's never going to happen. There's too many players fighting for their jobs week in and week out. No exactly. one has a secure job ever in the NFL or ever. in any professional sport. It could be NFL, it could be college, high school. Nothing is secured. These guys are always going to compete 100% no matter what. I mean, it's not even like a question. They're going to always compete because maybe you guys are thinking about your team those guys might not be on your team next year. So they're not always just thinking about the team long term. They're thinking about right now and how they're going to get a contract and how they're going to you know, maintain and still be on their team. So tanking is not realistic. I see where the fans' perspective, though, you know, what you want to do. But I don't say what you want, but come on. Is this not realistic that a team is going to go out there and purposely lose these games? Yeah, I right. think the, the closest I've ever seen to a tank was actually yesterday, and that was the Jets bringing a cover zero blitz <laughs> on Henry Ruggs for the game, and Derek Carr completes a Hail Mary. That is the closest thing to a tank I think about. I honestly, I honestly feel like they tried to win the game. I think these are screwed up. That was just an awful play call. Yeah, oh, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, that dude, I remember. That's all he calls on like big time plays. He calls a cover zero. That's his go to call. And I the mean, Raiders knew it too. Yeah, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, check. Yeah, like, man. He, I he mean, audible. when you think about it, is it a is it a dumb play? Yes. I mean, no, they they should have went. They should have went like a prevent, but then they should have went prevent. To be honest with you, but I I see where he's coming from because if you go cover zero, you give him one read. Henry Ruggs. Well, the thing is, I mean. Lamar the Jackson, corner, Henry Ruggs, like the nothing corner. against Lamar Jackson, but he's not as fast as Ruggs, and he's an undrafted I know, but he, kid. I know, I, I'm pretty sure he gave him a super cushion. Like the cushion, it, it, it's not like he was playing press. You had to give him a super cushion. Come on now, you're up by four points, less than 18 seconds left in the game he on the 50 yard line. He didn't. He, he, didn't, he honestly didn't want to give Derek Carr time in the pocket. I give to him make time. a big to make a big throw. He, I guess he was trying to eliminate a big throw because when you're we throwing the cover zero, you know. It's usually short, yeah. Because you don't have time to throw deep, but he just Derek Derek Carr just threw it up. I I disagree with the call completely. I go. Yeah, to I mean, I I would have went I would have went prevent, but I, like I said, I kind of 
I kind of see it, kind of. Yeah, I, mean, I think there was a reason why he got fired today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they also got fired, bro. Adam Gase, yeah. everybody just got fired. Call so goes through Adam Gase's headset, and the guy goes like, I wasn't paying attention to the call. What? You're a head coach. What are you? That, that's what you're supposed to do. Anyways, we're not Jets fans, so I don't want to. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, yo, like, who cares about the Jets? They're about to get Trevor Lawrence. Good for them. They, they got to rebuild ahead of them as well. Um, we were talking about tanking. I'm just saying that's the closest thing I've ever uh, seen to a tank in my entire no, life. No, yeah, then, I, no, honestly, the closest thing to tanking I've seen was the Dolphins. They they did that shit to the T. But, they again, they, the way they did it, yeah, the, the way they did it, though, they knew that they were able to tank. The head coach came in. And they probably was like, yo, you're here this year, but next year you need to make room to get these players. And this is your year to tank. They probably told him, yo, tank this year. And that's what he did. He, got, he traded well, he everybody. Built the, he built the team in his vision, right? He don't want to pay a certain left tackle. He don't want – he got a lot of picks. Um, got, rid of him. got rid of the wide receiver. So, got rid of Kenny Stills. Got yeah, rid of everybody. So. I mean, even that team didn't tank. They won a Week 17 game in New England. But Yeah, that's true. Different story, different day. All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, but then, like, ahead. when you when you were talking about taking, though, especially with the Lions, um, you got a new GM, a new head coach come in. So a lot of these guys probably know they're going to get released or not get re-signed. So they're putting out film for other guys. And these guys, like, they're playing for millions of dollars. Like, think about it. Say your job's on the line and you're about to get fired, but, like, you're one of the you're, – you're a good guy. Like, you're high in your industry. You want to get paid, right? So you're going to perform. You're going to play to your best of your abilities. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, none of those guys in the locker room give a flying shit about a draft pick. No, same with the coaches. The coaches yeah. also they want to win, right? But Daryl Bevel, I mean, is he going to be here next year? He's also auditioning for other teams as well. Yeah, Daryl uh, Bevel, Unlin, all those guys. Yeah, they they don't care about draft picks right now. But um, well, I'm assuming we're going to get a question for that, so we kind of answer that if we do get yeah. a question on that. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What we have um. Yeah. Cause some came in the mail today. These nuts. <laughs> Gotti. Gotti. <laughs> all right, all right, listeners. I mean, y'all called in with the questions. You got mail, and we have the answers. Let's just jump off to the very first voicemail. Voicemail. Hey guys, Jeff here. Uh, wow, what a game! Uh, it's blatantly obvious now that Patricia was. Uh, Definitely holding back the offense, um, and Hawkinson especially. Hawkinson had a great game today, Marvin Jones. Um, you know, I think if with more offensive performances like this, I think Daryl Bevel might be making the case to remain the, the OC. And had we had a better defense, a uh, better defensive scheme with better and faster players on it, I think this wouldn't have been nearly as close of a game as it, as, as it was. Um, really, uh, Really good game from the boys all around. You know, defense could definitely needs to be addressed in the offseason, more so than the offense, I believe. But uh, really, uh, you know, I think it's blatantly obvious at this point that uh, Patricia was definitely a very big factor, if not the main reason why the offense was not doing nearly as good as we thought it should be. And uh, like I said, I think Daryl Bevel just made, if he keeps putting together games like this, he's making a really strong case to come back as the offensive coordinator or – Maybe even the head coach next year. We'll uh, we'll see. It depends on how good he does against Green Bay and Tampa Bay against you know really good teams in the league. But uh, yeah, really uh, really good and exciting game to watch. This was a this is a nice change of pace considering what we've gotten the last five or six weeks now. Yeah. All right, man. I I I'm gonna say this. If Bevel keep playing like this, we might not have a chance. 
to have him as an OC. Because I could see him landing a job somewhere else, bro. If, Dude, I mean, if, I mean if, every, if he's able to turn this mess around and win at least, like I was saying, four out of these five games. Hell, four games he, left. Well, 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 yeah. He counting the did. Bears game. I was counting that game. So if he okay. wins the next three, if he wins three out of these next four games, I don't think we can have a chance to say, all right, Bill, we'll come back in our OC. No, no, no. I can see a at, at team. At that point, Iron Man is already coach. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's, what, like, that's what I was saying. That's what I told you guys. I told you guys last episode that if he's able to do this consistently, you have like it'll be foolish not for us to look at him. Have, might be having him as a head coach. I'd hire him immediately. Not even to right. out. If he flips this team and wins three out of four games, I don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. But those are tough said, teams. You said, said what if? You said the what if? Yeah, what if, if they if they do it? I'm not even interviewing anybody else. He turned that shithole around in mm. one week. I don't care. <laughs> he, this guy, this guy's obviously something. If he could do it, Bro. I, I think I think we're printing out Daryl Bevel to be something that he's not. Though I don't think it's gonna happen. But if it is somehow in somewhere's God's world this happens, oh lordy, Daryl Bevel, you are my head coach, and you're gonna be a proud head coach. I'll get the T-shirt, everything. I'm a That's- proud Detroit Lions fan. If he could flip this around. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Stop. Aaron Jones is a monster of his own, but Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind this year. Dude, I don't think if they win this game, much. if they win this game, Daryl Bevel's my head coach next year. I, that's, they, what, that's what I'm saying. This game is going to say it all. Imagine if Daryl Bevel goes two and zero, and is two and zero in the NFC North. I'd be shocked. That is sick. That is no, that is crazy. Right. You know, I'd be shocked. I don't see it happening. But if it does happen, if he beats the Green Bay Packers, then honestly, talk about the P word. The the P word. You know what the P word is? Playoffs. 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 If, they, if, they, if they win this game versus the Packers, you could bring the P word out. You could but bring the P word out? I think it's so unrealistic, though. Yeah. I think it's I mean, so unrealistic. And then the, the thing about it is just our defense is so bad. Yeah. I just don't see them stopping this this offense. I mean, we this. We we gotta be realistic, dude. That Chicago Bears game was not pretty. They won the game, but it was not pretty. It, it was just fun for the offense. I was just happy. I was just literally happy for our offense. I was happy that they were loose. They were even when we were down. I'm like, yo, this is a different game. The pace is different. I like what we're doing. Yeah. Even like they try to go for a fourth down when they should have got it. Fucking Agnew. Um, <laughs> but they they went for it. I mean, th- this was a different team. I I haven't seen our offense like that all year, and this was. And honestly, we played like that all year. I personally feel like our record would have been will be a lot different. That's uh, that's a bunch of what ifs at that. Point, that's a bunch yeah. of what ifs. That's a bunch of what ifs. But I, I know actually believe though, if if Bevel was the head coach and like coach like how he coached versus Chicago, I think this team would be um a, they'd be in the playoff like wild card picture right now. The NFC sucks. Look at the NFC, man. Yeah, I mean, I know, I'm just saying we, though. We, I mean, like the games we should, the games that we should have won, I think we would have won. Yeah. If our offense played like this. Yeah, I mean, just to sum it up real quick, but if Daryl Bevel pulls it off, uh, I mean, shit, I can't even say half the words. That's probably why. Oh, they, that's probably why. They, that's probably why they don't have a firm right now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then uh, Bevel also got a congratulatory text from Robert Salah and Eric Bieniemy, just saying. And, and, mm. and, 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 and no call from Matt Patricia. And yeah, Matt I, Patricia didn't text him or call him. You know, mm. uh, I actually asked this question. That I is salty, bro. <laughs> That's so that's, is. so that's so salty, bro. He should have he should have just did it, man. He should have just congratulated him, called it a day, man. But that just it just seems salty. 
I you know why? Because he changed literally everything he did. He literally destroyed it. Like everything that Patricia built all year, Bevel destroyed it in one day. And it worked. Literally, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Yo, that would be so fucking funny. They would record that shit like in the meeting room. Like he's like, "All right, this is the this is uh Patricia's scheme." <laughs> <laughs> Throw the shit out. <laughs> like all of his stupid rules and strict rules, bro. You saw Romeo Aquara when he posted on Instagram under Patricia. You could not post that shit. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell they're having fun, man. I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates We'll see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts let's just jump into the next voicemail uh, voicemail hey guys how's it going we got a lions win uh so i'm gonna keep it real this yeah whoever the new gm is and hey coach it's going to he's going to have a lot of work uh, ahead of him trying to revamp this defense because I'm not sure if it's the play I'm I'm not even going to go with the play calling but the tackling and just some of the personnel is not working uh, but I do have to say though we level in the way it's looking. I believe Patricia was setting back the offense a little bit. Not saying Bevel is a wonder king, but this offense was was a lot, was this was a completely different offense. Some miscues and some uh, bad plays here and there, but I mean, without Swift and Galladay, they did they did pretty damn good. And I'm sorry if I repeat anything you guys say, but um. At worst, 
if they get a new head coach. I think Bevel should probably stay on. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. This could just be a one out, but I mean, this was this offensively. I like this game better than what I've seen all year, and this was just great. And wow, uh, Patricia! This is obviously Patricia was a huge issue because what was a whole different energy to that team. I mean, even when it looked like we were on the brink of losing, though, I mean, on the sidelines, there was a different energy, you know, from from Stafford, let alone the rest of the sideline. But I just want to say real quickly what a beast Hawkinson is. He's still, he's still rough around the edges and still has a lot of stuff to uh, fix. But that kid is going to be monstrous. And also, what a beast Frank fucking Ragnow is. Did you see him? He was he was just moving bodies. That man is going to be a staple at center for us for a long time. He just I mean, he didn't care who it was. He was just moving bodies. He was a beast today. Um, all right, guys. Uh, one pride and go Lions. Ooh man, he mm. he, he is right. Yo, that play with Frank Ragnow when he. Hicks. Picks up Hakeem Hicks. Yeah. Like Hakeem Hicks is a grown ass man and is 300 pounds. He yeah. picks him up. His feet were off the ground and yeah. slammed him. Pancake. It was a clean pancake. Like when you do some shit like that, you're a dog. You're, yeah, you're, you're an animal. You're a beast. And they need to lock him up for life. I actually ate a pancake today. Yeah, me too, man. Actually, I had French toast, but. Yeah, we're you good today. <laughs> and I'm, I'm supposed to be on a diet plan too, and everything. And I, yeah, I, I told I, you, I'm told you, I'm bad with that stuff, man. No, I'm eating everything. But man, man, Malcolm's trying to get me yolk too. It's not working. Yeah, <laughs> but shit, Frank Ragnow, man. That's yeah. a grown man. I, I I need to work out with him. That's who I need yeah. to work out. With. I mean, the way he, I mean, you would never think that he's like that. Cause all he does is fish. Yeah, he fishes and works out. I mean, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, when everything was shut down, obviously, d- during quarantine, in Minnesota, the gym that he goes to opened up just for him. Shit. Yeah. So this guy's very passionate about, you know, his working out and obviously fishing. And I think he lives in, well, I don't know if he still is, but he lives in his mom's basement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. During yeah, quarantine, right? I don't know. TJ was calling him. He's like, "My man, you make you make over a million dollars, and you still live in your mom's basement." You know, sometimes you're a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really worried about that, but he's one hell of a football player, and I'm glad he's on our team. Yeah, I, I hope mean, the new GM keeps him. I really do. They I better just, come. That dude is a. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna be one of the top centers in the league, bro. He's a dog. We 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 have we arguably have a top five left tackle and a, like probably the best center in the league. Or top two center in the league. Yeah. We have like two good, really good foundations right there. Yeah. And that's like that was a pick back in twenty eighteen. People weren't that high on because they wanted defense at the time. Right? That was like the big guy at the time. That's honestly the guy I wanted. A lot of people wanted Darius guys too. They wanted running back. I don't want a Darius guys. Thank uh, God. I mean this pick this slam dunk. Yeah, this was, I mean, talk about Bob Quinn. It's a first-round pick, I understand. But, I mean, that was a slam-dunk pick. 
Which is why sometimes it doesn't necessarily matter where you pick. You just have to hit on your picks, right? T.J. Watt was drafted in the 20s. I mean, like, there's a lot of guys who are drafted early first round. They get bust. Some guys in the mid-round turn out stars. You get bust everywhere. You just have to know how to scout. That's kind of, like, part of the tanking argument, too, as well, that we were talking about earlier. It's like, there's these good teams maintain to be good without consistent top five, top ten picks. Like, they find studs. All throughout the draft. Like, look at the Steelers right now. And this was a guy I wasn't even high on personally. And Malcolm was actually, so I'm going to give you your credit. But Chase Claypool. Like, yep. they got this guy one third round. And now he's one of their star receivers. Like, yep. good teams just know how to, you know, draft these, like, studs. It was it was Jordan Reed who told me, to, he said, yo, look out for this guy. Yep. When, we, when we had him on, Jordan Reed was like, yo, there's a guy who's a Canadian. Um, look out for this guy. He said um, about um, Claypool. And I looked him up. I looked him up. I was like, wow, this guy's nice, man. But everybody was like, oh, he's a tight end. He's a tight end. I don't know, man. I thought he was a tight end. I was wrong on that. I'll admit it. You're never right when you scout. Like, you can never be 100% right. You'll have your hits. You'll have your misses. I was wrong about Claypool. There's actually another Canadian wide receiver in this uh, senior bowl. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Keep a lookout for that. Senior bowl's coming up. Yeah, and then uh, yes about the defense, right? The defense is probably going to take a two-year fix, in my opinion. There, there's just like too many issues on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll say this, man: if they if they can gather some type of money and somebody they get cap, I yeah. mean, they could make it work. I mean, I always say this: the Green Bay Packers. The yeah, Green Bay Packers was an utter mess defensively. I'm talking yeah. about. Utter mess. They're they terrible. Mm-hmm. Couldn't generate pr- pass- pr- They couldn't generate pressure. They couldn't stop the run. Well, I mean, they still can't stop the run. But they're awful. What do they do? Mm-hmm, they, yeah. they bring in two guys. That's the problem, though. I mean, our guys that we brought in just haven't worked out because we did the same path as the Green Bay Packers. It just didn't work out like the Green Bay Packers. We we that. went out and paid some mess rush. We paid Trey Flowers. Yeah, we paid Trey Flowers, but they need they need a. I say if like for example we're in position to get, I mean, we just guy. don't have the finance. We don't have the financial support right now to do anything like the Green Bay Packers. They had a clean slate. They had a new head coach, a new everything, a new. I mean, they had a clean slate of cap. The Lions' defense, like Pierre mentioned, it's not just going to be all disappeared after one year. This is a, a I process. Think they, I think I think they could create some cap and well, this probably sign. Could they could probably cap. sign probably sign one guy, one one good one really good player on defense. Yeah. And then draft. Maybe they could draft a, um, what's his name? The linebacker from um, Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, Parsons. Bam! I mean, you have two. You, right now, you do that. You immediately have two good players on defense right now. Yeah, I mean, what? I was just saying, like, your secondary still hasn't stopped shit this year. I mean, You're- you remember, remember, you guys wanted Jeff Okuda. Okay, I'm just saying. This like, is not. The year two, Jeff Okuda, uh, Jeff Okuda doesn't figure out by year two. I'm going to straight give him hell all year. No, I understand. I'm just saying your your defense hasn't stopped shit all year. Your pass rush isn't getting home. Your interior sucks ass. It's not a one-year fix, and you're still stuck with Jamie Collins. You're stuck with uh, Trey Flowers. You're stuck I'm, I'm with okay, Danny Shelton. I'm okay you're with, I'm okay with, with Danny Shelton. You, you can move on from I'm, Danny I'm, I'm Shelton. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you can move on from Danny Shelton. I'm okay with Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins is playing nice. I mean, he had a I'm few missed tackles. He's, he's up and down. Okay, Something yeah, he's a new in. Maybe he doesn't work yeah. out. Like, what if he, he turns into Cleveland Browns, Jamie Collins? Like, it's too many. Who who in this defense is a difference maker? You're saying, this is our guy going into the future. I mean, I mean you have this, a corner. This, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm looking at. 
Um, again, we drafted Jeff Okuda round three. I'm expect if next year Jeff Okuda is not a top up there, at least he, I mean, year two Jeff Okuda, what are you expecting from Jeff Okuda year two? Make a leap. Okay. Huh? Make well, a let's, leap. Let's see. Okay. Make let's a talk. leap. Kind of, you saw Darius Slay kind of did it, like he, because I think Okuda is kind of maybe like more slower development. We thought it'd be faster, but it just sucks because there's like no training camp this year and no like rookie, all, right. all that. Whatever. Take out the secondary. Take out the secondary. Who are your pass rushers? Who's getting home there? That's what I'm saying. You get, just get one signing in there. Get one so signing. Find somebody. Do, so. Get somebody in free agency. Get one signing, and then draft. Maybe use your first round pick and draft a guy. And then if you if you, if, you, if our sec if our corners are who they are. Well, then we could have a really good secondary with Amani and Jeff. Am I correct? Who's your right. safeties? You still have um, tr- uh, what's it called? You still have Tracy. um, Tracy yeah, Walker. Tracy. I think okay. and, and, oh, and what's it called? Herman. Um, Harmon still on. It's just on contract. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. And, and what about um, Curse? Well, Will Harris free agent. Free agent. What about Curse? Will Harris probably might not be here. Maybe Will Harris probably cut. Yeah, Will Harris probably cut. I might be cut. Right. But then, but then that, that gives you that gives you opportunity to or maybe round two or round three to draft a guy. You can right, draft right. a guy or use your, I mean, get some free agency. Now let's go back to the offense. Who's our receivers going to twenty twenty one? Oh, we don't know yet. You got to look at all this. I mean, it's not just your fix. You can't yeah, put all the captains in your I mean, you have. I mean, you got to look at the whole team. Yeah, I mean, you could use maybe money to get maybe not an expensive wide receiver. But I know a lot of people are asking for Corey Davis, who is not going like to be as pricey well, he's, as he's, he's not going to be as pricey as right now. I know, but I mean, he's not going to he's not going to make top money. That's he's not going he's not going he's not going to make he's not going to make fourteen mil right there a year. I think fourteen mil. I mean, he might we might be able to get him cheap like we got um Marvin Jones a few years ago when we got him I for mean, eight. That's, I mean, Brashad Pyramid and Adam Humphreys went for like ten mil each. J- uh, Jamison Crowder went for ten mil. I mean, what and it's just getting higher and higher. Wait, yeah. for 10? 10, 12, whatever. I mean, he's in the 10 range. Yeah, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind spending 10 million on a receiver, but, you know, Kenny Galladay is going to probably be asking for like 18, 19, maybe 20. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't have a receiver outside of Quintess Cephas as your receiving room. Your defense, you're talking about bringing a big guy in, spending draft picks all on the defense. No, no, not all on defense. I mean, just use a first round. Like, you could go first round on the linebacker. Say, or for example, this is go to say this way. Um, if they went that linebacker, um, Persons. Parsons, okay. Yeah, they go, go home. Second round, well, I think they go receiver. There's going to be a lot of people. I mean, this draft class is, is deep. Micah, is Micah Parsons the only difference maker that's fixing this defense, though? No, no. I said if you add him and we spend money in, in the offseason – and get okay. one more, like probably like a person on the line. So we spend money, in. spend money on the on the defensive line. I don't see that. Add, add yourself a linebacker. I don't see it happening, but sure. I mean, I guess I, I don't know if that's even possible. Honestly, I don't know if that that structurally makes sense cap wise. I don't know. That's too early to tell. But the thing is, they could move on from a lot of guys. Uh, Janie Shelton, Nick Williams, um, even uh, what's it called? Is it movable? Um, Justin Coleman. Yeah, I think you can save money there. You can save. He hasn't really showed much other than those last few games. He save. You save save money there. Yeah, I I mean mean, he's just that. That's that's too much, man. And and you're telling all these guys come into a new defensive scheme. Yes. Ball out year one. Yes. I mean, could it happen? I I guess I've seen crazier things. I mean, you have you have a a a potential elite corner, as you guys would say. Okay. 
mm-hmm. you have another solid corner on the other end of that. Who is a high? Who is a number one corner? Okay. But he's gonna be your number one. He's gonna be your number two corner. Okay. In Amani Warrior. So your your secondary is really good already. I think both could be elite. That's just me though. I love them. Okay. Corners are I set. Love... Your corners okay. are set. Okay. So all you need, need all you need is some type of pass rush. So you're starting defensive tackles. We need another uh, another uh, edge rusher. No, we only need one defensive. We only need uh, as far as defensive tackles. I think I think Penasini is going to be a, a, a force. He's a no tackle years. though. He can't, he's not a third down guy. You need guys who can pin their ears well, back and go. Yeah, third down. I mean, yeah, he's he's a first and second type type guy. But um, yeah, you you, you need some. You need a pass rush on third down. Hand. You can't count on Austin Bryant. Romeo Quar is a free agent. Well, then you just need somebody to p- put pressure on the outside. It's just a lot of work to be. It's I think so it's much work in fix, one year, man. It's even just... a three-year fix. It's going to take a while, man. We can't just say, "Oh, we could do this." We, I, mean, it's, I, I, it's I don't hard. think we could just plug in all these pieces and try to like retool I, the flag. I'm pretty That's sure what we've been doing all the time. I'm pretty sure that the Packers thought the same way, like Packers fans, because their defense was <laughs> was just as bad in, in 2017 and 2016. I think the defense was just as bad. But we didn't, yeah, but the we, thing is, they didn't have like a ton of holes on offense, though. Like the really? Lions, they didn't have a ton of holes on offense. The Packers. They, they have, they still have tons of holes on offense. Who's their receivers? Lazard. They're doing fine. Lazard is playing well this the, year. Lazard is playing well because they're what's it called? Making them look good. When you have the best receiver in football, or at least a best. top two receiver in football right now, or top three, whatever you want to call them. They have a really good tight end too, in Robert Tunney. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Packers. We have, but. we have a really, we have a really good tight end. I guess I sort, 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 sort like there's, there's so many holes on the Lions compared to that Green Bay Packers team. Yeah, that Packers team, they came I, I don't, in and like, won right away. Yeah, I mean, because they just all they did added pass rushers. They knew their problems. Where's our problems? They said, okay, our problems. But where's the money going to come from? Where, like, you have they, other they holes, though. We they just talked about it. You can, gener- you, can, you can make moves to generate money to sign a guy. You, you could make money, but then, like, how you, like, the guys you release, so you still got to replace them. You got to sign guys. They don't Danny's- have to be the big deals, but you have to sign guys for like at least like one or two year average deals. You still yeah. have to sign guys. Yeah, you but know? you still save. You're still saving money. And then it's how hard. you and then how you building a team off depth at that point? If one of these guys get hurt, who is your depth? Yeah, I mean it's it's bro. I think we're gonna be. Um, I think the shot. defense could be better than this year just because how awful the defense is. But I don't think yeah. the defense. I, I mean, think it needs a lot. I mean, are, are you? Are, I mean, what type of defense are you looking us to be? Like a, a top. 10 defense or no. do you no. believe that like are you saying that there's no way think, no matter what this no pack. matter what they could do you don't think this could be a middle of pack defense i'd be shocked they're not good i it mean yeah with these current players let's say like they hit on a pick like a fourth or fifth round big that guy becomes a dog you never know what could happen but exactly. right now you know, you, right you now, never, I, I give it a five percent chance this defense is in the top fifteen next year. Right now, it's going to be real. Like, they'll probably be a lot better than this year's because of the personnel that's out there. But right now, it's still hard to fix this defense in one year. It's I almost give it a, impossible. Give it a five percent chance. The reason why I don't say that is because I'm expecting two lockdown corners, or at least one lockdown corner. Well, you need a one, pass one. rush. You need a pass rush. You have, and I, that I, is something that you could do. You could fix in one year. You don't you no, not pass rush is hard to fix one year. There's teams who've been trying to fix their pass for the past five years. They haven't gotten it right. Name, name, name one team that has a problem building a pass rush that not named Detroit Lions. Not named. Not named. This is the team. That's, this is the, the Tennessee Titans are having trouble we, this year. We, we they went after Clowney. They went after um the other dude, Vic, Vic Beasley or whatever his we, name is. We, we ignored every single year. We ignored it every single year. 
bro, I mean, I like Hawkinson a lot, and I get it, but you, if they would have went defense for around that's eight a, that's that an, year, that's another, that's another I understand I that. that. I know that. I know win. that. I would round I agree. eight. I agree. I don't defense. I don't, I don't, and last year I don't want to went talk defense. Talk. Guess what yeah. we have right now? We have a but pass rush. Have, but we don't have that. <laughs> I know that because they ignored it. That's what that, I'm saying. That's why they're not here. And that's why we're not. That's why I can't speak about a good defense 2021 because we ignored it for so many years. You know, it takes know a while to build a good defense. Look how long it took the Niners to build a good defense. It takes a while. Look at the Washington uh, football team. It takes a while to build a good defense. It doesn't happen overnight. You're not building off anyone. It's not like you have one guy already. You're building off Trey Flowers. Yeah, we, well, no, we, we're building off a, right now. Uh, you're saying that, yeah, you build it from the back to the front. I'm saying you're you front. have a secondary. I'm saying so you're now. You're about seven, seven though. You could have it. So you could have anyone. You could have a badass sector. If you have no front seven, you're garbage. It doesn't matter. Duh. That's what you think. Why? Why you think I didn't want Jeff Okuda? No, no. Okay, <laughs> okay. take that out. I'm just because saying, the reason why because not building look, look. off one guy on the front seven. There's not one single guy you're building off right now. Great, not one. Great. You don't have great. one. At least the Packers had Kenny Clark. We don't have one. Jelani Tavai? Hell no. Get the hell out of here. Jared Davis, get the hell out of here. Mancini is a good player, but he's not like a, he's yeah, not like a foundational piece. That's not a future changing pitch. No, that's not Kenny Clark. I think I think uh, Pinsley has a future with a Detroit Lions. Long term. Long term. He's a run stuffer. He's going to stop the run. That's fine. He's somebody that could plug. He could, you know, you put him in, the plug him in, and he's going to stop the gap. That's cool. I mean, uh, you need those. I'm not saying you don't need those guys, but yeah. this guy's not your foundational piece that's going to help your defense change overnight. Well, it's- right now, I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like because of what Detroit did in the past and they led us to this point, we should have an elite secondary. And if you have an elite secondary, just freaking buy somebody in the offseason and then use some of your, one of your fewer draft picks and plug these guys in. It's not that easy though. There's so many holes. You got probably like two linebackers. You need that. You need a safety. Maybe you need two safeties. That's it. That's you what need, for. You need that's... three, four guys on the D line. You you have a lot of, and then you go offense. You need like three, four wide receivers. That's you need another the, back. That's you need depth on the whole top. That's if you're looking to be a top ten defense, Pierre. That's that's saying every single hole is checked off. But if you have some foundation pieces, you you can go average. You have a couple. Who's average our average backers. pieces, though? On the, if we're getting rid of all these defensive tackles, who's our average defensive tackles? But outside of Penasini and I, like, how average is Penasini? He's he's okay. He's an okay player, but like, I think we're making Penasini something that he's not really is. I mean, he's not going to generate sacks. I mean, okay. Romeo. Okay, Romeo, Romeo Cor- Cor- I, I think they're gonna keep him. They should keep him. That's, that's an expensive piece right there too. How are you gonna pay another defensive lineman and pay Romeo Core? That's impossible. And pay Jamie Collins and pay Trey Flowers on top of that. And then fine, on let, top of fine, that, fine, maybe fine, pay Kenny Galladay. Fine, let him walk. Keep his brother. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like these guys I mean, are just not proven. <laughs> yeah, his brother's not proven. His brother's always injured. But I think you could bring in at least one difference maker on defense, man. Like. Look at the Colts. Look what the Colts did. And I understand they had a linebacker, but they added one motherfucking de- defensive lineman. They added one defense, one defensive lineman and changed their whole front seven. So take out Michael Parsons then. You're not getting Michael Parsons if you want a DeForest Buckner type player. Why, why not? Because you're trading a first-round pick. They traded their 13th overall pick for DeForest Buckner. No, but I'm saying what I'm saying is that maybe you can get somebody that in the offseason. I don't know who's going to be. I'm not, I'm not sure the market. I haven't looked to see who's there. But hell, get so get a difference maker that could be on your line, and use your fucking draft picks. And maybe very rarely, um, 
interior defensive linemen that are difference makers hit the market very rarely. Even last year, Chris Jones. He That's what I'm going to do, that. bro. Graded, graded Jared. He got... He signed yeah, a long-term yeah, deal. I, I don't that, think that's why. Uh, that's why I wanted Derek Brown. I mean, you got the second-tier guys that hit it though, like Javon Hargrave. He struggled this year with the yeah. Eagles. I'm pretty sure we had Derek Brown. Like we probably wouldn't even talk about this right now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying right now. If they fix this in one year, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think Pierce. We just got fixed. We just got fixed. The department mistakes, like drafting the corner round three, that people don't believe in right now, like. <laughs> See, but we we can't fix the past. The past is what the past is. If if that's a mistake, it's a mistake. I mean, we can't fix it. We have to deal with we have to deal with. And I'd be shocked if it's a one year fix. Uh, I mean, we can't go back and say, okay, no, we'll take Tua, we'll take Derek Brown now. No, it's, it doesn't work like that. We we're we're with the Cuda. I mean, he's he's our guy now. <laughs> and, and that's tough. That now because of that, now we can't. It, it, now you're talking about it's hard for us to fix it. Yeah, it's always been hard, but yes. I still think Okuda was like the right pick. I'm not gonna say. I think the guy. Oh, really you don't good. even know if he's gonna where he's gonna be next. You don't. Even, you can't even look at me straight and say, "Yeah, he's gonna be elite next year," or he's gonna be a third overall pick type player next year. You can't even look at me straight and say that with a straight face, because we nobody knows how at the way how awful he's been this year. There's no way you can say. But it's not his fault. It's not all of his fault. Like the coaches are idiots, bro. They are. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. This is what I'm gonna say, and this is me t- telling how it is. Amanya Warrior last year had it tougher than Jeff Kuda this year because I think our pass rush last year was worse. I than disagree it is this with year. that. Amanya Warrior actually sat, and he had a full training camp. He sat. He was. He was. They I, I, were developing I, I, him. Akuda I get was that. Was thrown in right away, which I, I understand that. that. He's always. A I get that. Pick, but what I mean by that is he was covering corners way longer. Then Jeff Akuda, Jeff Akuda is getting beat left and right. No matter if it's if he's covering for two seconds, covering for one second, covering for zero seconds, he's getting beat regardless. Yeah, but you're Armani being too Warrior. harsh on him. I think I think you're being too harsh on credit. And here's why: we're getting off topic here, but but here's why. First, he was injured, right? He he was injured. The guy, the, his offseason program was like shortened by a lot. They only had I think three weeks of training camp, no rookie mini camp, no OTAs. He has so three he, weeks of training. He gets thrown in there. Or he was hurt. Was he hurt week one? Yeah. He was hurt week one. Right? He missed time. He, came back. Only missed more one, time and came is he back. The, is, he the only, is he the only rookie corner that went through that, that situation? No. No. But, but, but the Lions, Lions don't do him any favors, though. They have no freaking pass rush. It's hard. I, they leave this guy on an island. It's impossible. Have you, have, have you seen him covering people longer than he's supposed to? I personally have it. He's just getting beat. He's being, he looks lost out there. He's being beat. It's not that he's covering guys longer than he's supposed to. You're going to be shot. You're going to be impressed with him next year. Uh, if he is, if, yo, if Jeff Okuda becomes elite corner, lockdown corner, and is shutting people down next year, I'll say, yo, this is this kid's impressive. But as of right now, he had one PBU, one interception. What have any of their young guys they've drafted done? Seriously, Tracy Walker has been down. Amanio Warrior. Will Harris has been down. Other than Amani, Amani, what about the other guys? Amanio Warrior is a guy who's in the same boat as him. He's a corner. He has to cover guys on the island. He's actually. But he's I a just fifth, told you though, he had pick. a full training. He had OTAs. He had rookie minicamp. He had a full training camp. Plus, they developed him. They didn't throw him out there right away. They took a while to throw him out there. Then they threw him out there. Because why? They were patient with him. Why? He was a fifth. He was a fifth rounder compared to a third overall pick. I'm just saying, though. I th- I think the Lions didn't didn't do Akuda any favors, and Akuda was hurt as well. 
it's hard when you when all that is tacked up against you, and then you just go out there. This excuse, bro. He's he looks lost out there. All right. Short. Uh, long story short, I don't think this defense is one year fix. Malcolm thinks it's possible. Pierre doesn't think it's possible. The only reason why, only why I say it's possible now, because we heard your reasons. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm giving y'all boy. Y'all giving y'all boy. I'm saying giving a benefit of doubt and saying that he's going to be elite next year. That's why I'm. That's why I think it's going to happen. Like seriously, it's just sad what Bob Quinn did to this defense. Jelani Tavai, third round pick. Tracy Walker, not even starting, third round pick. Jelani Tavai, second round pick. What what else am I missing? Will Harris. My gosh. Tease Tabor, second round pick, not on the team. Ashawn Robinson, he wasn't good with the line, second round pick. Like, wow, bro. Sean Han hasn't been panned. Austin Bryant has been injured. <laughs> Austin Bryant. <laughs> gosh, man. Uh, voicemail. What's going on, fellas? <clears throat> so I'm just calling uh, each of you guys' perspective on a couple of things. And, you know, voice my opinion on a couple of things. So, one, it was a good win by the Lions, you know, Sunday uh, against the comeback win for the Bears or whatever. Um, like I said, win, lose, or draw, I love my Lions. But the final, the, the next four games, we got to finish out. I don't see us winning. No, no. We possibly could maybe beat Kareem Bay, maybe Minnesota. But I really don't, you know, see it for real, for real. Um, two, uh, Romeo Corbin balling. He's been having a good-ass season. He was my first. He's been having a good year. You know what I'm saying? I feel like petting man, you know, at the end of the season or whatever. But, I mean, I still feel like our defense is our kryptonite. Our offense is good, but I feel like in the offseason, you know, they need to address, you know, the offensive line as well, too. I mean, Taylor Decker and Ragnar, those are some good pieces on the O-line. I ain't really sold on Vata. Hopefully the young guy we drafted this year, uh, Logan Sten- Stenberg or Stenberg, can, you know, be what we need him to be, you know what I'm saying, at the right guard position. I like what Johnny Jackson is doing, but I just feel like football is won in the trenches. The, the line is scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line. That's when football is won, you know what I'm saying, in the trenches. So I just feel like we got to do better in that aspect. And we need some playmakers on offense. So my question to y'all was, I saw they had a poll on, you know, who would you possibly take, you know, if they failed y'all first round for the Lions. Me, I wanted my, uh, what's his name, Micah Parsons, the middle linebacker from Penn State. But, I mean, if he wasn't an option as far as, you know, receiver-wise, who would y'all take? It was Delonte Smith, Waddle. I like Waddle. And then it was Chase. And then I doubt if they get a quarterback. But, I mean, me personally, I like Trey, uh, Trey Lanes from, uh, from uh, what's his name, uh, North Dakota State. He's just a dual-threat quarterback, and he can do it all. He can run, he can pass, you know, he poised. Like, Detroit haven't never had a quarterback that can do that. Like, Matthew Stafford, he's good, but he's a pocket passer, you know what I'm saying? So, him moving out the pocket, really not his best not his best impact in his game. So, you know, I just want to call and see what you guys, you know, thought about this. It was a good win, though, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, the, you know, for Bevel. But, I mean, I just feel like, you know, we depending on, you know, how the season play out, like, you know, it's going to be a good all season. But they just got to get some stuff in, stuff in, in the right places, offensive line, I feel like Romeo Core. I feel like his brother can be good. I mean, I just feel like it's bad on defense when you run in two DNs and you got you rushing with big ass linebackers. Like you got you got Ragnar, you got uh, Christian Jones, and then you got Lonnie Tavares. Like pass, like they're not no passers. These big stupid linebackers. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it was a good win. You know, I'll take that away from. Them. So I just want to see get you guys' opinion on that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. But one little draw, go lions, you know what I'm saying? But all right, fellas, take it easy. Yep. 
All right, uh, Tyler. Since you're the draft specialist this year, like you know, you've studied these guys more. Um, well, what would you do? Uh, obviously, between the wide receivers, he said Chase, Waddle, and Smith. What would you do? I think Jamar Chase would be my number one, and then I go Devonte Smith, and then Waddle. But it's going to be all preference. So just whoever an OC likes. If you like speed, you can take Waddle. If you like a, a nice possession guy, you're going to like you know what Devonte Smith. I mean. Honestly, Devontae Smith could do it all. Same with Jamar Chase, so not just a possession guy. But it just depends on your preference of wide receiver. It's going to be like last year, uh, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs is your speedster. C.D. Lamb, Judy are kind of like do-it-all kind of receivers. He kind of got that same situation going on right now with Chase and Devontae Smith. And then Waddle's kind of like your speedsters. And it's kind of ironic. Two Bama boys, The one Bama's the speedster. Uh, and because that was last year with Judy and and Ruggs, this year it's with Smith and Waddle, so yeah. that's that's ironic. And then you got Jamar Chase, obviously from LSU, and he's like the CD Lamb, I guess you could say. So, me, um, yeah. Let me ask you a question, man, because I, I've been hearing, and you know, I, you know, I kind of keep up with Alabama and Devonte Smith is he's six one, but he weighs one hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. Do you think that might hurt his draft stock? No, man, he's, he's a stud, man. He's a do-it-all receiver, man. I think he's a beast. I think so, he's a great, good compliment for any team. You don't think, like, franchises will be worried about, like, his health and, and safety? I mean, he could, bulk, he could bulk up. I wouldn't be shocked if we see him at the combine bulking up. That will be, that'll be ideal. I wouldn't yeah, be shocked. Yeah, but um, nothing. You bring that up, but he plays in the SEC, bro. I hear you. We say the SEC is, like, the closest thing to the NFL, probably. Um, so the guy's balling the SEC. He'll probably ball in the NFL. See yeah, it. yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with. I, I'm not worried about his talent. I'm just worried about the dude's health. Like we see him with Deshaun Jackson being a smaller. You know, he weighs like 175 pounds, so he, yeah. he's small too. But we seen how his health has been when he's in the middle of the field and he's getting hit by linebackers or or safeties. And that's another thing. If you take a receiver in the first round or a quarterback in the first round, how are you fixing this defense all in one year too? So that, that yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. But my thing is. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. If you're in a position to get a quarterback, I think this is the year you have to kind of you have to pull the trigger. Like if if you're there, if Trey, if Trey Lance is there, I think the Lions kind of have to pull the trigger on Trey Lance. I think he's a great pros- great prospect. I'd be yeah. very happy with him. I even mean, even though um, what's his name, Pierre's boy from BYU, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I think it, even if he's there, I think they may have to pull the trigger. I I don't know. So then at that point, if they take a quarterback, you're throwing out the defensive one-year fix then, right? Well, the thing, yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah. I Because mean, then you're thinking it, about a rebuild at that point. It, it, yeah, because you're thinking about the future right now. And at that point. If you, feel like one, if you feel like one of these guys could be special, you have to, you, you have to pull the trigger. I mean, I know we missed our opportunity last year yeah. on a special quarterback. If you feel like one of these guys could be special and you know Matthew Stafford's situation – and his contract, is he going to be there in two years? Like, okay, you, get, you, gotta, you have to. I want to ask you this question, then, Peter, you could follow after with your answer. So, say you're in a position to grab Trey Lance. Let's yes. say, and if I'm going to say this for Peter, you're, you're in a position to take Zach Wilson. Are you willing to pass on Trey Lance or Zach Wilson and Peter's sense, because I know he likes uh, Zach Wilson more, are you willing to pass on that quarterback and try to compete in 2021 with Matthew Stafford and try to fix that defense like Malcolm fix, like Malcolm said, or are you selling out, take the quarterback, we're rebuilding the ship? All right. If, if I'm answering this, if the Lions are number six, 
All right, they're number six, and they're they're able to get Trey Lance. You gotta put that whole plan of trying to compete fully next year. You got to kind of throw out the window, unless staff. I mean, I think they're gonna keep Stafford regardless, and unless Stafford plays out his mind like Aaron Rodgers is right now with the whole Jordan Love situation. Yeah, I think that's the only way that they, they'll be able to compete. But if, yeah, if you get one of these quarterbacks, I think you just sit back. One year, you know, you let Stafford ride ride the ship for one year, maybe. And then you flip um, over nine. Yeah, and then yeah, you, you start the guy next year because okay. at that point you're not gonna pay Stafford. Yeah. So to clarify, you're choosing selling out, rebuild. If you're in that position, obviously. If I'm in that position now, if I'm in number twelve, or something like that. Eight, eight, nine, ten, and all the quarterbacks are gone now. At that point, just the receivers, and you got then you got Parsons. I'm more likely to go Parsons. Because then, I mean, shit. That makes the quarterbacks sense. are the quarterbacks are gone. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I, I'll I completely understand that. No, that that's the spot. Okay, Pierre, what do you got? To answer. I agree with Malcolm, by the way. Um, I, if the quarterback's there, you have to take him, bro. You just have to. Well, you're yeah. kind of on the same boat as me, anyways. You kind of don't think it's a one-year fix on defense. Like you don't think it's really much of possible. Yeah, and then like if there is no quarterback, there's this name that I think we should start talking more about, just for the sake of the lines, Gregory Russo. Did I say yeah. his last name right? Russo? Yeah. From Miami. Uh, yeah, number one edge rusher right now in this class. Um, opted out of the year. We'll see how he looks in the combine. But, like, he's a guy to watch. He's he's a, he's an athletic dude. We've been preaching athleticism for the Lions. He's athletic. So, off yep. the edge. Him and Aquara as potential two guys for your future. That would be fun having two athletic edges. So, you're talking about Julian, right? Yeah, yeah. Julian, yeah. Julian, um... <laughs> Now this is this this could be the limit right now. If he does too good in the combine, we might not be able to. We might not have a shot at him. Depends where you pick, obviously. Yeah, yeah I mean, edge rushers are like they're a high commodity. Like he'll probably go earlier, maybe just because he's an edge rusher. Yeah, but I'm saying like if he does something crazy, if he does like, something wild. The combine, yeah, he does something wild. Like whoa, yeah, he just ran a four six. <laughs> yeah. Then we're like, oh shit, he's gonna go in the top five. I mean, he's athletic. He is really athletic. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we just gotta see how he performs in the combine. Okay, it's gonna so be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because there's gonna be a lot of guys who are gonna wow people, and, and their drafts are gonna go up. Who not names are not even mentioned, and there's a lot of guys who names might go down. Like I remember, we were really high on um, damn, what's what's the dude named who I was really high on? And he's no, he's in Buffalo right now. Oh, uh, uh, AJ Espinosa. AJ Espinosa. Yeah, I was really, I was extremely high on him, but then his combine numbers went out, and I almost threw up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was high on him in general. I thought I wanted him in the second. Um, they went Swift. I obviously Swift is a good player too, but okay. But so we're all on the same boat. We would mortgage yeah. the. We would we would sell out in 2021 if we can get our quarterback. I was I was okay doing that last year. Yeah, I, know. I mean to be honest with you, because if you feel like these, if you if you see a quarterback, if, you, if a quarterback is there that you feel like it can be special, you have to you you have to pull the trigger. You and have I to make the move. And I think I'm on the same boat as you. I'm not just taking a quarterback just for the hell of it. If I don't think this guy's a difference maker, I'm not taking him. No, hell like no. if it's like Kyle Trask, no, hell no, I'm not. Th- that's me personally. I mean, yeah. Did the Detroit Lions maybe like Kyle Trask? I hope they got him. Bob but... Quinn was there because Bob, <laughs> you know, Bob Quinn loved them Gators. <laughs> he did. He loved. <laughs> he did. So if if it's me personally, like if it's my only options are Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, like I'm no, I'll take my. Uh, my I'll defensive player. I'll take my defensive player, or if they're both gone, I'll take one of these receivers. receivers. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not just them. selling out to take a quarterback. So but, I, I think we're all I think we're all in the same boat, though. But Detroit need to they need to have they need to go into their mindset 
kind of like how these other teams are doing it. Like you see, like last year, um, the Panthers, I believe they went all all rounds defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the line they got to commit somewhere. They got to commit to reestablishing a defense, yeah. and they may need to start going pick after pick and just getting these guys. Like kind of like how we did back in the day. You know, we went. You know, the Dominican Sue, Nick Fairley. You know, you got you to start, like, throwing these picks out there, man, and try to get in these guys. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's but, just like, I mean, you have a lot of holes on offense, too, though, right? Got to look at the board. Got to look at the board, how the board yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think – I just don't want to reach defensive, defense, defense. I mean, if the board is oh, like – yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Like, if, if you got a stud offensive receiver, let's say in the second round, and he's looking you right in the eyes, say Chris Olavier or Rondell Moore, he's looking you right in the eyes. He's saying, take me. Take me right now. You got to take him. I'm not taking a, a mid-level defensive player who is a mid-second-round pick just so I could, you know, try to commit to, you know, winning on the defense. Let me obviously. ask you a question. If if we're in position to get my boy on um, Patrick Chetan, yeah. no chance, right? I doubt it. I mean, you know? uh, you're saying first round first or round. second round? First round. Oh, first round. He's not, no. he's not, he's not be, I don't think he's going to be available in the second round. Oh, yeah. Patrick Chetan? No. Oh, yeah. No, no, he's no. a first-round pick. He's I mean, you want, you want another corner? <laughs> I'm just asking, like, how do you guys feel? Like, would you would I, you be I mean, okay if Detroit went Patrick Sertain no, in the first round? You don't want, you no, don't want another corner. You don't need another outside corner. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He's okay, a beast, just, though. I know. Ask, I know. He's a beast. He's a beast. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm not saying it'll be a difference maker. I'm just saying, like, how would you guys feel if they went? I'd be pissed. They don't need a stupid corner. They have two corners. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like. I I would not be like, happy though. That's like um. That's, that's like, like the that's, tight ends. That's like the like, Cowboys, right? Some shit the Cowboys are doing. I don't even want to talk about that's like the char- that's like Chargers taking a quarterback right now. Yeah, seriously, that that'd be dumb. Like that's like the Chargers are in position to take. The Chargers are in place to take Justin Fields or something like that. I still wouldn't do it. You have your guy, yeah. just because he's like you know, he, yeah, he's the best player probably available at that market. But no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, Chargers should take the top quarterbacks just off their board in general. Yeah, as I'm saying, like if Justin Fields is staring you in the eyes of the Chargers, I still don't do it. I'd probably tr- try to trade the pick and just 100%. try to get assets. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's true. Yeah. Oh, you mean we had a team that could have done that last year? Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of tough because we've been in a situation like last year. Nobody wants them. Dun, dun, dun. You got to reach for somebody. All right, let's go to this call. Voicemail. Hey, guys. I thought this was a great game. Bevel, definitely was a good good coach. We definitely saw that Patricia definitely held back Stafford. He had a great game, especially without Swanson Galladay out. He still had three touchdowns over 400 yards. So that was great to see. And then I saw that also we're only a game out of the playoffs. And I don't know, would that help to have a better record for a new head coach? Would that look more appealing or would a higher draft pick be more appealing to a new GM? Or head coach. Thank you. Mm, that's a pretty good question. E word. Playoffs? I, I mean, mean there's, a, there's a lot of teams competing for that spot right now. Yeah, but did you hear the question about will it um will it will be more appealing to a GM? I a think a coach and a GM. Yeah, if you're in the hunt, like all the way through, and you're competitive. Yeah, I think it's more. I like. I think yesterday was more. Of an intri- made Detroit more intriguing than what you saw the last two weeks out of them, like the Texans and Panthers game. But as a new GM and a new head coach, I mean, now 
that that takes the question of like if, if a guy who's seen what they saw last week or yeah, what we just saw last weekend, um, he'll come in with the mindset of we may not need a full rebuild. And yeah, it's possible. Maybe they don't need a full rebuild. I mean, like if they don't need full rebuild, you're just basically doing the thing that Patricia did all over again. Bring guys in, right, that fit your scheme and whatever. Take take guys out that don't fit. It's you're kinda of like doing it all over again and you just I think you just gotta blow it up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I, I, as, I, as far as like a, as a, as an appealing standpoint, like if they're a playoff contender that they're contending for the playoffs, and they, I think I mean, you look at a good team, it's obviously more appealing, right? Like, would you is it more appealing? Over? Is it more appealing than a high draft pick? I guess was what they're asking for. What they're asking. Yeah, I mean, I think GMs and coaches like. We're not fans. They're not fans. They want to see competitive, good football, obviously. So I think they take the good football, maybe look at some of these guys in the roster, like, oh, we could build off this guy. Maybe instead of, like, let's say hypothetically, I know in hell this is not going to happen. The Hawaiian dude, Jelani Tavai, starts to ball the hell out. A guy that we are kind of... Stop. Okay. Let's, let's, I'm, I, I'm using him as an example because... If my man Chris Salt is listening, I know he he's he's going crazy right now. If I just said that, let's say Jelani Tavai looks very good in these next four games. Wait, wait, but how? Oh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. You have new legs, but like <laughs> you have robotic legs, to make them faster. But like, let's just let's just say, what if a guy like Jelani Tavai falls out, and you're like, hey. Maybe I could use this guy as a foundational piece now. Like maybe this guy's part of my long-term future. Oh, that, that's, that's no. just an example. Okay, that's not going to happen, bro. Okay. There, there's no okay. way that can happen. Okay, I'll, I'll use a better example. Quintez Cephas. A guy maybe an ex-GM's looking at like, oh, okay, this guy's just a depth guy, a backup receiver. Maybe he looks at a Quintez Cephas like, oh, we have a guy right here. Maybe this guy could start along someone, you know? Maybe we do something like that. I don't know. Why, why the hell did I use Jelani Tavares? I don't know. But what 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 I can see is a guy coming in and saying, "Okay, this offense, I can work with this." Yeah, because he's seen the offensive line. The offensive line, I mean, outside of Big V, is set. This is a set offensive line right here. Yeah, you have you have you have a running back already. You have you have DeAndre Swift already, who can be a Swift Army knife for you. I mean, there's a there's a quarterback already there, but you don't know what you want to do with them. Yeah. So now you're, all you got to do is figure out what you want to do with the receivers. So the, the offense is there pretty much. Now it's like, all right, this defense needs a complete makeover. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess the main question is, like, I don't think whatever happens in these next four games, I don't think it really changes the appeal of the job, if that makes sense. Really? Um, Win or losses? I, I mean, what, what changes? I mean, this is what I don't is. think they're going to go out and, like, go on a win streak or whatever, like win like four straight or five straight or whatever, how many games they have left. Um, I don't think in general this job is that attractive just because of the way the defense is. I know you have Stafford, but um, okay, let, let's say like you choose to build around Stafford, but like Stafford himself, does he really want to go through another rebuild? Like does he want to wait two years then contend again? He'll be what, like 30? He'll be in his mid-30s, right? 36. He'll be like Aaron Rodgers right now. Does he want to do that at the age of 36, start contending, not contend right away? Like, a lot of goes into this. You just have to see what happens. 
But if Stafford plays the way he does, there's the thing. You could get high value from him because he balled out, or you can build around him. Yeah. It's up to the new GM. So it is. I mean, Stafford is an asset, right? And then even Kenny Galdi is another asset. Say he comes back these last four games and just balls out, like puts up 100 yards and touchdown or whatever a game. Okay, he becomes another asset. So do you keep him? Do you pay him? Or do you get a pick for him? Man, it's going to be really tough if <laughs> – they, 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 if they go away from Stafford, they better make sure that they get this, this next guy right. He, like this guy. It's like, not about this guy. It's Stafford has a thirty-five million cap hit next year. You're going into a rebuild. You want to, you want to like pay that much. I understand that, but I'm talking about talent wise. Yeah, I'm talking about talent wise. Yeah. If he is not nearly as good as Stafford, you're in trouble. Which is very possible. I mean, yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, Stafford. that's not necessarily true. You're looking at the recency alliance. The Lions never built a winner around Stafford. I know we're talking about the Fords here, and we're counting on them to make the right hire. And I know that's not very safe to say, but but listen to me. We gotta hope they find somebody that could build around their quarterback, and we just gotta hope this quarterback is good enough. He doesn't need to be elite, elite. We've it's been proven in the NFL you could win with a good quarterback. Yeah, but you, you gotta have you gotta be great somewhere. Yeah. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta have a great defense. You gotta have a great running game or a great no, running no, no, game. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you gotta we be gotta, great somewhere. You gotta be to, somewhere. Has to be great. No, no, no. I understand that. We have to find an identity. That's yeah. something that needs to be figured out right away. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like the you mentioned all the time. The Lions failed Stafford. We just gotta hope they don't fail the next guy if there's another guy coming in. That is, which that is very is possible. True. I mean, it's not a it's not a good bet. I'm not saying it's a good bet. I'm just saying. That is, that, is, that is true. That's why that's why I said it's really important that they fall in love with this guy. If they do get a quarterback, don't describe anybody because just because they're there. Yeah, you don't want to have a you don't want to have a a Sam Donald situation where he's just there. <laughs> you, you you want somebody that's gonna help this team win. To be yeah. fair, I don't think Sam Donald's necessarily bad. I just think what he has around him and his coaching is bad. I still think he could be successful in this league. But um, if you're a GM though, and you have your guy, that's your guy no matter what. And I'm, hope, he's I'm hoping there. Can. Regardless, whoever that guy is, if you're a GM and you really believe that, you scouted him, you put in the work, like you really trust this guy, you have to take him. Yeah, man, I hope there's that. risk involved because low pick is like 100%, right? You have to develop the guy. You have to see his ceiling. They go through all that when they scout him. You got you got to see his injury history, all that. You you got to see everything. I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it just for the line's sake, it'd be the better thing to do. And I think the more realistic thing to maybe get out of this, like little kind of th- – Shabat, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it, this little icky thing we got going right now. I think the best thing is to rebuild, and it might not work. I mean, it's just we got to see. The question is though, is Stafford part of the rebuild or not? That's that's the million dollar question right now. I don't we'll think see. it is. There's no scenario where Stafford's part of a rebuild. If you're keeping Stafford, you're trying to compete. There's no way you rebuild with Matthew Stafford. You could retool. I mean, you're not I mean yeah, yeah, you can Matthew retool. Stafford. I mean, you can see like kind of like how the um the Raiders did it with Derek Carr. That's what I'm saying. You're not rebuilding with Matthew Stafford. That you're paying a quarterback thirty-five million dollars a year or more. That's your quarterback. You're trying to win right now. You're not rebuilding. Stafford's not paying. He's not getting paid thirty-five million, is he? He's getting paid like twenty. He's capped. He's He's gonna get. He's gonna get paid that too, probably in his next contract. Yeah. Yeah. He will. Yeah. Probably. So if you're keeping Matthew Stafford, if your long-term plans, this is your guy. This is the team you think that you believe in that's gonna win. I don't see a scenario where you keep Stafford and you're rebuilding. What's mail? Hey guys, um, it was really nice 
to finally see us beat the Bears. I'll say it was exciting. You know, the last last couple weeks, honestly, I I didn't care if they won or lost. I felt like it was more of a job to get get up Sunday and watch the team than it was for my enjoyment. Uh, I didn't care if Patricia got fired. That's what I think what he was trying to say, basically. Like, they played well under Bevel, and Patricia was like, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know so, screen there. Uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Garrett over in Oregon. Uh, figured I'd call in. Long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. Uh, love the show, by the way. Figured to <clears throat> throw my two cents in with this whole Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, Daryl Bevel, and uh, whatever other BS you guys want to talk about that's going on with the Lions these days. But um, I really started my fandom, like, right at the beginning um, of this whole Matt Patricia era, you know, getting excited about what's possible going into the future. And, you know, I feel like I I got my first taste of, uh, you know, true Lions fandom and uh, felt like I want to spit it out. And now uh, having a taste of uh, Bevel, I feel like, you know, there might be a little bit of a chance, but, uh, you know, just really disappointing, you know, I mean, sitting through three seasons and, you know, being excited and then <clears throat> having it all just, uh, crash and burn. So, uh, anyway, I love, uh, love the show. Keep up the good work and, uh, hopefully, uh, the next go round ends up a little bit better, but, uh, go Lions. That was weird. Um, wow. So I guess he, um, I would say believed in Patricia the whole three years, and it was tough for him. I mean, I know you guys, you guys seen I this was, coming. I wasn't, on, I wasn't on that same boat. Yeah, you wasn't on, the, you wasn't on the same boat. You got one of him gone from last year. Yeah, yeah. just because like you just didn't see no progress, man. And I know we were injured, but like you see other teams around the league, they were injured too, and then they were winning games. You guys, you know what? You two, I think you guys deserve a public apology from everybody. I want to make sure that we, um, I want to make sure we get that done. We don't need no, no, you guys, yeah, you guys deserve a public apology because you guys won these clowns gone last year, and nobody listened of, to you. There was a lot of people that wanted them gone too. Not like you two. <laughs> I was very bad about him, and I'm not like see like. There's people on the radio that'll claim that they wanted him gone, and I, I get it. But they do that to any move. They want him gone like that. They want yeah. him gone. Like, guys, I don't just, I, I actually think about stuff before I say something as bold as fire guy. I want this guy out by week eight last year. Yeah, I mean, like, this could have been, we could have been seeing different. But, but exactly. I'm pretty sure you guys won, I'm pretty sure you guys won a rebuild from last year, too. Yeah, that's why I told you I was never against the Tua pick. I just knew it was never going to happen. Yeah. What I kind of wanted is I wanted, like, okay, you build around Stafford, right? You still have, like, your wide receivers under contract, most of them. You build around Stafford. You go on defense. You spend your money on defense. You don't pay Big B that money they gave him. You you don't, like, you go out. You sign a pass rusher. You sign a defensive lineman. And then you just kind of, like, try to retool the defense, make it, like, average, like, 18 or 15, something like that. And then let your offense go vertical attack, kind of like what we saw against Chicago, right? But uh, that just didn't happen. And here we are, once again, talking about 
okay, are we going to rebuild? Or are they going to try to win with Stafford right now? We don't even know the answer to that because we don't know who's in charge. Who's going to be in charge? And nothing really impressed me going to 2020 this year with the Lions. It's like, okay, we're an okay team, I think, at best. And we're not winning a division. We're not doing anything this year. And that's what I saw. I, mean, yeah, I, guess, I guess I guess what, what, what got people excited, what got me excited is that, you know, Stafford's coming back. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Stafford's coming back. I knew we drafted Swift. You know, I was excited from about Swift from day one. Yeah. Um, I just wish we'd have used them more earlier. Um, but that's what got me excited was Stafford and Swift, and that gave me hope. And then seeing how competitive, how competitive they played last year without Stafford. Yeah. Compared to this year, I mean, this year was just. I mean, I just saw the front seven alone. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, I know NFLs today it's all offense, really, but you still need a front seven. And I saw that front seven. I'm like, what's different about this front seven from last year? You brought in some new names, I guess, but I mean, Jamie Collins is like the only true addition I could think of that's different. I mean, at some point, as a fan, do you sometimes have to put your faith in the coaching staff and and hope they know what they're doing? Because you, you look at it this way, they didn't address the pass rush in the draft. Besides that's a, that was, that's what I'm talking about. going to 2020. It's like they did. What did I mean, they fix? well, I, that's why as a fan, you're like, all right, they, if they didn't make any big moves in the draft, maybe. They believe in one of these guys. They didn't go Derek Brown because maybe they believe in Nick Williams. Oh, so. I know, I know, I know. Because people on the uh, Twitter or, thought this guy Deshaun Hand is my, my man Aaron Donald they here. They thought they, they, exactly. Maybe they believed in Deshaun Hand or one of these guys to to, to take a leap and 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 be that guy. I, I don't, I don't know what they pro- what they thought possible because they they did ignore it. Yeah, and they ignored it forever. I mean, hey, they ignored well, it until the, what the sixth round until we dropped the Pennsylvania. Yeah, and Cornell in the seventh. It was Cornell in the seventh. Right yeah, they took O'Quara, which I love the pick, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. I mean, I think, he's, I think it's still a good pick. I, I don't mind. I still don't yeah. mind the pick from this day. Yeah. I think it, it, it pan out. We'll see as time yeah. tell. But yeah, yeah. But the quick thing really is, good. why wait until the third round when you have free agency? You sign a backup tackle. Why don't you spend that on defensive player? And I even on made someone it. on the D line. I remember this exact tweet. It was the start of day two of NFL draft. I'm like, I know all these running backs at 35 are very intriguing. You had J.K. Dobbins. You had DeAndre Swift. You had Jonathan Taylor there. I know these guys are all intriguing, and you want to take them. That was like a luxury pick, in my opinion. And I didn't think the Lions were in that luxury position. I thought they were in a position where they had to get something that they really needed, and that was a defense in that position. Obviously, we got DeAndre Swift. I'm not complaining about DeAndre Swift because he's a hell of a player. He's, he's, our, he's, our, he's probably the only player that gives us hope right now. No, and I know that. I'm just saying, at the time, this is my thought process. I'm like, the, yeah, at the time, I know. But yeah, me personally, I feel like the move was in the round one. Round one, everybody was there. He has a little bit of a reach, but you know you'll have your defensive player for years to come, and he, they would have been there. And then you go round two. Now you have Swift, and then now you have your defensive guy in front, and you have Swift. Everybody's happy. Thing is, though, with with Bob Quinn, they they didn't really value positions. Like they didn't value, they didn't place an emphasis on positions. Like they took a running back twice in the second round. I get, I get, Carryon's been hurt yeah. and whatever. Do you know how much but, of a disaster our year would have been if Swift didn't exist on our team? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you I know mean, who our running backs would have been? It'll have been Carry on Johnson, who's shown that he's not that guy no more, and it'll be Adrian Peterson. Like it'll have been. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, I guess the only thing you're comparing is a, a, a what like a five-win team to a three-win team because Swift won us what two games, Jacksonville and Washington. 
Yeah, because no. one 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 touches one one. I think his issue is, is, is him giving up touches, yeah. and him trying to be on the field. That concussion came out of nowhere, man. Yeah, and so and now he's sick. But I think he's a difference maker for off. He makes when, this is what I'm talking about when you draft guys and they make an impact on your team immediately and they they make you better some type of way. Yeah. Swift makes us better. He, he makes does. the offense better, and that's that's why I that's a hell of a pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my initial reaction. I, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's not, that's not just your initial reaction. A lot of people were kind of a lot of people wanted us to go defense for round two, but I'm pretty sure after they see Swift and they see what he could bring to the table, they're like, "Wait, I'm glad we went Swift." Or dude, even wide receiver. Like I, I wanted a wide receiver. I think I wanted Mims at the time. I wanted a wide receiver when we drafted motherfucking Jelani Tavai. I'm just saying, like. Okay, your top wide receivers are free agents. What are you doing? Why wait until the fifth to address it? I think our round to get a receiver was 2018. Is it that's 2018 draft? When we dropped the draft, this draft they said it was loaded with wide receivers. They until it's the 2018, fifth. right? 2019. 2019. That's 2019, right? 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. When we had so, second round pick, and he had a guy like AJ Brown there. Yeah, DK Metcalf there. I mean. Again, these are guys that we wouldn't be in this position right now if we Dillard just fucking took one of them. <laughs> yeah, and then um, like, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, bro, we Debo like, Jordan, Jordan Reed told us, oh, stop. Wait, Debo wasn't there. Debo got picked. Didn't Debo get picked before the Lions? Yeah, it was like, like a couple picks earlier. Yeah, yeah I was, I was yeah, mad because yeah. oh, I really the, wanted Debo. Oh, you got picked. You got picked around two. I thought you won the third yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. He was a second round pick. He was an early second round pick. Oh, never mind. Because you got to remember, they took Bosa number two. He they had like the second pick in the second round. Okay, so that's when they grabbed him. Yeah, Yeah. I love Tebow. My gosh. Anyways, still, man, we could have won so many other options, man. Now we're stuck with Jelani Tavai. You're not stuck with him. You could probably release him next year. We're stuck with uh, with that misery of seeing we took this guy in the second round. It's just a is if. There wasn't that many good players drafted after him. I wouldn't probably be as mad. But I'm just looking back. I'm like, yeah. our holes could have been filled. And I can't even say hindsight 2020 because I hated the pick from the start. Yeah. <laughs> I just... can't even say like, I can't even say like, oh, hindsight's 2020. If we if he panned out, whatever. No, I never liked the pick from the start. And so <laughs> I can't even use that. Our holes you know, right now, like um... we wouldn't be in a receiver situation right now because. We could have we could have probably said Kenny Galladay have a nice day. Yeah, we could have. If you'd have had DK Metcalf, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like every our holes could have been wouldn't be right now if they just didn't fuck us up. That's why they're not here anymore. And, and, and let's and people wanted this guy sticking around. They wanted Patricia Gump, but they wanted Mr. Bobby still around. Like how? How? Yeah, I mean that's just like you know what they're both gone right now and. Let's just look forward to the future. We can't really look back anymore. We just got to see what happens. Because they're a mess right now. Like, they're really a mess. This team's a mess. Like, I'm talking about future arrive. Like, towards you, the future. Can you, Stafford have... throwing, can you imagine Stafford throwing deep balls to DK Metcalf? Or AJ Brown. Or AJ Brown. <laughs> um, This is the last voicemail. Um, I want to thank everybody for calling and leaving the voicemail. So let's jump into the very last voicemail. Uh, voicemail. What's happening, fellas? YouTuber, Let's Talk Lions, have a Lions podcast. Just wanted to call and ask you guys, what do you think coming up with this rebuild next year? Do you think the rebuild will happen around Stafford as we have him on contract for two more years? Or we're going to ship him out. All right, boys. 
All right, this is a question that we've been talking about this whole podcast. I answered that already. I don't think you rebuild with Stafford. Do you choose to build with Stafford or if that makes sense? So you retool with Stafford or you rebuild, and that's you draft the quarterback and you keep Stafford for the year, or if you get a sexy offer, you flip him this year. That's if you get a sexy offer. If yeah. not, you keep Stafford for 2021, then you trade him after the year or at the deadline or whatever. Uh, Stafford's on the market. You're you're gonna get a sexy offer. He's on the market. Teams are gonna come banging at your door for Stafford. Here's yeah. the thing. I actually just thought of this just now. What did the Panthers do? They went out and signed Teddy Bridgewater, right? They gave him a nice contract, four year deal. I forgot exactly how much a year, but they have a nice contract. And then they went into the draft. They addressed a lot of their needs on the defense side of the ball. Um, now, like if you're the Lions, could they maybe kind of like do that? The Panthers went out. They signed Robbie Anderson, right? They stuck with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Could the Lions maybe um, say they keep Stafford? They re-sign Marv or Kenny. They draft one receiver, and the rest is all defense. I mean, I, I don't know. I just want to see what the new guy thinks and says. Pers- what, what they should do probably is probably just rebuild because I'm just tired of playing like this thing with Stafford. I mean, he's been here for 12 years. We haven't won him one. What makes me think we'll win one for him in these next two years, right? When the roster is a mess. So that's that's what I think. But we'll see what they do. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I, I, the way I'm feeling right now is I just I have to see how these last games play out. And because when I said like, sorry, I just want to say make something clear. When I said Stafford, like he hasn't done much this twelve years. It's not his fault. It really isn't. It's the talent around him just hasn't been that good. Other than 20 or when was that year they had a good defense? 2016, 2017, 2014, 2014, 2014. Yeah. Other than 2014, he hasn't really had a good defense. He's never had a top 10 running game. Yeah, he's had good top receivers, 10? but top he's 10. never had a top he 10 never, running he game. He never had a top 15. He never had a top 15 running game. I think their best was 17th with Reggie Bush 17th, and Joy Bell. Right? 17th. 17th so, with their best. So that that's the issue. He's he bro, if you put any other without a running game they struggle mightily look at russell wilson right now look at this seattle seahawks no running game they're struggling they're losing yeah i i i preach yeah. that i'm just that a lot i don't think anybody's saying stafford's a problem it's just age I'm comes just a factor saying, money comes a problem at some point right. you got to move on at some point and it might hurt and it, it could have very butt us in the ass because he could go out and win somewhere and it would not shock me one bit but what are you going to do, man? You're just going to keep trying to build around him. I mean, keep paying him and then ignore every other hole. And I don't know. It's just. It's That's time, what I'm saying. It's time for a new start for everybody here. My thing is right now is, like I said, it really comes down to these next four games because Safra has 400 yard games, two out of the next four games. I think you got to kind of consider it. Like the offense off kind of looks the way it looked last week. It's something that you might have to consider, because it's something that you'll be hard. It'll be hard to do to say, okay, wow, this offense looked phenomenal. Yeah. The last the last five weeks, let's blow it all up. Well, like you're saying that right now, but uh, Green Bay's defense is really vulnerable. Um, Tennessee's corners are not that good, right? Minnesota is young that, that, in the secondary. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm really looking ahead right now, but like, I mean, they did this to a Bears defense, who are really good defense. Yeah. Yeah, without um, their two guys too, their top two guys. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Swift. so if this offense, you know, Kenny comes back or Swift comes back and they look phenomenal, 
and Stafford is looking playing out playing out his mind. I I, don't, I just don't I don't, I just don't know how you do it. I just, right, I just right. don't. I just don't know. Like again, but it's not like it's not up to us, really. It's up to like whoever comes in. They want to build in their vision. Es- so especially I'm- if they make the p word, I'm not going to say it. Especially <laughs> that's, that's different, if they yeah. make the p word. See that that's it's different. Definitely going to be hard, or, or they barely miss it. That's if you make the p word, you stick with Bevel and you retool. That's what I'm saying. If it goes, if it goes back to the first question, if we win these games and you make or, or at least close to the p word, you keep Daryl Bevel. Then you have no excuse to take a quarterback. You build around staff at that point. But what I'm saying is, I don't see this happening. It's just, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I want to rebuild. I restart. <laughs> I know Give you me want to do yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to. Uh... Bro, these next opponents, like we're talking about the Lions playing well. These next opponents, bro, they're all playoff teams that we have coming in. Exactly. Except Minnesota. Like, I'm Minnesota's just... in the hunt. So. I'm... And they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, they're in a playoff spot right now. Oh, they're, they are. They're, they're the yeah. seventh seed. So we're, all, we're playing okay, all so playoff yeah. teams right now. So this is so all this, the teams coming up are playoff teams right now. Yeah, that's just, why it will be very impressive if they can make some type of noise these next four games. Yeah, but then if you tell me if I'll be shocked if they get blown out of Green Bay, no, I will not be shocked. Oh no, of course not. I mean, I think I don't think anybody's expectations right now is that we're definitely gonna sweep <laughs> these next four games. Right. I mean, you we just, you know it's tough, but if for some <clears> reason. I mean, we see this is the NFL. We see crazy shit all day. The Washington football team just beat the Steelers just now on TV. We just watched it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's the realistic view right now is a rebuild. That's just the realistic thing right now. It's the big what if, and it, could it happen? You see, yeah, it's the NFL. Could it happen? I don't. Sure, I just don't see it happening. Could it happen? Sure. I I just want to start over. I'm the, done. These next, I'm done these, these next four games. These next I four told, games, I if told they you look good, these next four games. If they look good, I'm keeping Bevel. Yeah. That's not even. I'm saying if they look bad though, if they look bad though, I'll that's be, I'll be, I'll be all in. I'll that's be all in for a rebuild. That's why things gonna happen. That's why I'm just looking forward. I'm telling you what I think is gonna happen. When I'm telling you, like when I say I want to rebuild, I'm telling you what I think is gonna happen in these next four games. I told you what I would do if they, they win these next four games. I'm keeping Bevel. That's not a question. Now let me ask you a question though. What happens if they're competitive? That means, like for example, the offense is on fire, but the defense is just letting them down. Because it kind of looked like how it was last week, but say we lost the game, no, and we do that, we do that three these next four games. No, because you, I already saw what this team is. They, they played a hell of an offensive performance and still almost lost the game versus Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky. So exactly. No. So no, no, I don't care. I want to win. I don't want competitive. You don't okay. So we're, even we're if even the, if the offense is putting up five hundred yards, four hundred yards, but that's year. the thing, Malcolm. You just said it. So the offense could put up five hundred yards, but the and defense is still trash. What do you, what are we doing here? That's why you that, that's why you retool, guys. That's what they did last year. They retooled the roster. What happened? Nothing. They retooled with the absolute wrong guys. We I'm, we I'm, know they were these were the wrong guys, man. Yeah, but they that's what they did though. That's like you're just like kind of like you're just like putting you're band-aids just, on it's, it's things. Just, no, no what, what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that. What I'm saying is that if you have an offense who is playing like a top five offense in the league, you're okay to just throwing the bomb at it. Yes. Well, yeah, well, because the reason well, why the is you're not you're not resigning all the all three the wide receivers. You're just not. I like mean, that, you think about it. Think, think about it this way: who who played all year? We haven't played Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galli has how many yards Kenny Galli has this year? And again, this is one game. We gotta remember. We yeah, we're overreacting. I, 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 like, I know this is, that. This I, is one game. This is one game, but 
we haven't seen Kenny Galladay at this point. They're, if they're balling out and Kenny Galladay doesn't play, why resign him? You don't need him. I'm just saying, this is one game. I mean, we have to see. I don't want to go jump into any conclusions right now because there's no point in jumping into conclusion because there's a bunch of, what if the Lions do this? What if the Lions do that? What if the Lions do this? I mean, anything could happen. They could win out. They could lose out. They could win two and two. They can go with this. They can I mean, the realistic, the realistic, the realistic, realistic thing is, the realistic thing is the, one is and that, three or 0-4. Oh that is the most realistic thing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, that is the most realistic thing right now. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of sick of the what-ifs. I, I, what I'm imagining right now, these next four games, they're not going to look very good. They're going to be one in three at best, and it's over. Daryl Bevel can't. Corey Erland can't. It's going to be a whole new restart. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't see a scenario where Daryl Bevel sticks around. I told you I do if, if for Daryl Bevel to stick around. They have to win. I don't think they're going to win. That's it. End of story. You want me to keep him as OC? No. He's done. He's can. He's done. <laughs> it's not happening. He's not coming back as the OC. It's, he's the head coach or he's gone. Um, it could happen as OC. You never know. What, what I'm saying, like, if he, if, say if, I know I'm saying if This again. is another what if. This is another <laughs> what if. If they lose these games, but the offense is competitive. And they look like how they did last week. Like you said, Bevel may begin some other talks in at this point. Not, not if they're, if they, even if they lose these games. You're saying, I mean, why not? If he, if his offense is balling. I think we're like we're kind of well, like look, just repeating think, ourselves think, again. Yeah, I think we're very overreacting over the Chicago Bears game. That's my uh, my quick two cents on it. I'm not overreacting. I, I'm just saying I'm kind of like I'm just I'm just happy. They, I'm, just, I'm just happy we finally beat the Bears. I'm just me. saying I, I don't think this is something we're just going to randomly see the rest of the way. No, I'd um, be shocked. I mean, yeah. I, offensively, I wouldn't be shocked. The I mean, team. the team. I'm talking about the team. The Detroit Lions, not the Detroit. No, Lions. You know I, mean? I, I, I can see. I can see us like, losing because our defense is is, is atrocious. That's why. That, that's, that's why. That's that's, that's, that, that's why I can see it losing. But the the whole thing is if the offense is looking nice, is what I'm saying. You know, we get swept back. The offense is gonna look nice. I, I'm not saying this offense is a fluke. I don't see that being a, a, a fluke because we did that with that with, with half our roster. Nothing, let's be realistic here. Like we haven't even like previewed the Packers, but we know them pretty well. They're our divisional rivals. Like let's we're not even making a score. Do you think they could beat the Pack? Like do you think they'll win next week? Just simple yes or no. No. See, I mean there <laughs> you I go. I mean that that that's just give that's just being honest because I don't think our defense can stop on Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. Like people aren't talking about him that much this year. He's literally playing out of his mind. He's the MVP right now. Him and Patrick Mahomes are the MVP. They're, they're, Aaron Rodgers right is literally playing out of his freaking mind. Bro, he had a game without Devontae Adams one game, and he still played out of his mind. He's balling. Yeah. I mean, the, the, Vikings, game, the Vikings beat him. So, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, I don't know. but The yeah, Vikings are a playoff team, and they destroyed the fuck out of us. Yeah, they dude. Did. They got Dalvin Cook as a difference maker, too. Under who, though? Uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. I think we're giving too much kudos to you have the same, You have the same personnel on defense. It's not like the personnel is changing, right? The offense obviously the got like, loose. With Patricia or without yeah. Patricia. That's yeah. the defense that Bob Quinn built. Like, who do you have? I want to I, I see, see how they game plan to, to try to stop these guys. I, I, I don't know. You're going to see it, and it's going to probably be an utter disaster. All right, guys. That is a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed. And leave a five-star review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we're out. All right, guys. I hope you're all staying safe during this time. And I'm out. See you for the Green Bay episode. Should be up in a couple days. Peace. Yep. All right, guys. This is your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.